This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Eyre. Hello, hello. And, and Jim and I actually have colored mics so that we can <laughs> and <we're back, laughs> disinfect them. <laughs> back in the same studio for the first time in close to three months now, probably. And... Uh, taking all of our precautions and everything like that. Uh, and speaking of which, the uh, virus and the quarantine, et cetera, et cetera, Catholic Radio here has had to make some fairly drastic changes to our operation here. We've uh, canceled our golf outing, which was a big, big fundraiser. So we are uh, really uh, short on funds because of that. We did have some businesses who uh, last year sponsored the, uh, some of the golf outing and sponsored some of the holes and things like that. And those businesses boldly stepped forward and sponsored virtual holes on the air here, for which we gave them a little bit of time on the air. We referred to it as our hole-in-none golf tournament because we didn't really have one, but uh, they were kind enough to sponsor a hole anyhow. So we want to thank all of those who did help us for that. And also our other big event is our dinner. And we so much like to see everybody once a year at our dinner. This year we have struggled and struggled and struggled. And I guess the short story is it ain't going to happen as, as we have done it in the past. Uh, hopefully we'll be all on target for next year. But we are planning a really special event. Uh, we'll tell you more about it. Uh, as it comes along, it is going to involve an auction. This year, the auction is going to be online, so you can uh, bid several days in advance if you want. You can tell your friends, and they can bid whether they ever planned on going to the dinner or not. So that is coming up. We're busy working on that right now. Um, and we've also got a little fundraiser that will be a fundraising letter that will be hitting your mailbox very soon. And uh, basically, it's just asking for whatever you might be able to help us out with here, because uh, as I mentioned, our golf outing didn't happen. Our uh, dinner is going to happen in a very different way, and uh, we don't anticipate it raising the funds that it has in the past. So we are in need of your support. If you get one of the letters, please respond to it. If you don't, um, it's not because we don't love you. It's just because you're not in our database, and uh, you can make a donation anytime you want at uh, catholicradioindy.org, catholicradioindy.org. Or if you're um, not into computers and things, give us a call and we can tell you how to do it that way too. 317-870-8400, 317-870-8400. Well, it's really nice to be talking about a happy topic. T uh, Jim and I have uh, almost called him Tom. My husband's <laughs> name is Tom. Sometimes I call Jim Tom sometimes. But uh, Jim and I have really covered a lot of heavy topics in the past uh, six weeks, really since the COVID has happened. And then, you know, with the civil unrest, we addressed racism as well. Um, we're trying to stay current and give you um, good Catholic information from a Catholic perspective. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about a, a much happier topic, <laughs> which is which is a which is just a joy in and of itself. Uh, we're going to be talking about a unique ministry called Small Things Great Love. And joining us by phone is the founder of the ministry, Allison. Did I say seats? Is that Sites. how you Sites. Sites. Welcome to Faith in Action. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, Allison, I probably need to check. I needed to check how to say your name before we got started, but that's one thing I forgot to do. So God is good, right? Amen. Well, well tell us, um, small things, great love. I think a lot of people, um, are familiar with that. I love the name. Um, some of our listeners might know where that phrase comes from, but, um, tell us who said it and why you chose to name your ministry that. Sure. So, um, St. Teresa of Calcutta, um, has, um, is, well, talks about like, we cannot do great things, but we can only do small things with great love. And, um, gosh, before I even move forward in this, I remember making a comment when I was um, in full-time service in Phoenix, and I said, if I ever have a shop or if I ever make rosaries full-time or if I ever get to a place where I'm able to have my own business, I'm going to call it Small Things Great Love because I can't do grand things, but I can do small things, and I'm just going to put a lot of love in them. <laughs> and, um, and so, and that's kind of where... Um, it just stuck, and it stuck in my heart. So when I got the opportunity to really um, pray about opening uh, a ministry slash shop, um, it was perfect because this was already something that was really on my heart. I love St. Teresa of Calcutta, and I also love um, St. Teresa of Lisieux, her little way, just the idea of being little. Like, I want to decrease so that God can increase. And I think that's such a great... Um, it, it's a timeless message, but it's so relevant right now. You know, everyone's wanting to do something, wanting to make a difference, sometimes afraid to do anything or to say anything. But this is something that we can do in terms of just that motto of just doing small things with great love. Tell us, um, so what exactly is your ministry slash business? Tell us what it, what is it? What do you do? I make rosaries and other items to celebrate the Catholic faith. And um, so I learned how to make knotted rosaries when I was a senior in high school 20 years ago. Um, on my way down to the March for Life, um, I we had an overnight bus ride coming from Buffalo, New York, and my youth minister finally um, took the time, and he's like, I'll teach you. We got, we got so much time. So... He took the time and taught us how to make uh, knotted rosaries, and I just loved them. And through the years, they've just kind of morphed into something a little bit unique. I use uh, wood beads, intentionally use wood beads on my Our Fathers, and then I have the beautiful, it's called Unity or the Sorrowful Mother Crucifix that I use um, most um, because I just love the symbolism of Christ on the cross and our, and our mother there as well. So... Um, I just, I want people to pray the rosary more than I want them to buy the rosary from me. I want people to know that they are loved infinitely by Christ, by God the Father, and by Our Lady. Um, and so this ministry is for me to get rosaries in people's hands. I give away hundreds, and actually I counted last year, and I get to say thousands of rosaries last year. So... Um, part of the ministry is making them and giving them away. Part of them is making them and selling them to help support my family and also the ministry aspect of giving them away. And then also um, last year I started taking on little, um, I call them little girls because I just love the idea of being little, but these young women to learn how to make rosaries so they come to my home once a week 
pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we make rosaries and we talk about the faith. Now, you mentioned uh, rosaries and knotted rosaries and wooden bead rosaries. Do you ever make fancy rosaries? Uh, I don't want to, maybe fancy is not the right word, but uh, more elaborate rosaries? So uh, the metal and the like high quality bead of like um, the stone beads, I, I don't actually. Um, mine are very, very, very durable. I have two sons, the side of heaven, and I just, uh, I need them to be indestructible, and I want to offer a product that's indestructible. Um, so I I don't make those, but I have expanded into making bigger rosaries, like wall, I, wall rosaries are what I'm most known for these days. Um, but no, but I I have a few of those beautiful fancy rosaries as a rosary maker. I like to have other people make me rosaries sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. that are sure. beautiful and fancy. Sure. Uh, you mentioned wall rosaries. Tell us a little bit what, what that is. Sure. So those are inspired on a trip to Poland. I um, used to work for the Francisca University of Steubenville, and I helped to run their Austria program for two years. And so doing that, I traveled to Poland with the students, and we got um, into Czestochowa, um to go and see the unveiling of Our Lady of Chestahova. Not many people realize that every morning she is unveiled, and then she is veiled again midday, and then um, she is unveiled after lunch and unveiled again uh, for the evening. And it was just such a powerful experience. So I go and I see Our Lady of Chestahova unveiled, and it's such a, it's just so powerful. And so from there we went to a museum within, um, she's housed in a fortress. So um, it's called Jasnagora. And another portion of Jasnagora, there's a, a beautiful museum dedicated to Catholics who were um, killed in the Holocaust. And there was this rosary, and it was, it was pretty big, but it was made from the rations of bread that the prisoners had. Ooh. And I was just profoundly touched by that, that they would take what little sustenance that they were given because a rosary was so important to them. And I thought, how many times did I say, oh, I don't need to have a rosary on me. I have ten fingers. And it just, I always have a rosary on me because of just that witness, that sacrifice. And so it was a bigger rosary, kind of like a bed rosary, is how they described it in their words. And so um, this was years and years before I even had a shop. But once again, as a dreamer as I was, if I ever have a shop, I'm going to make something to um, really commemorate this experience. And um, all of my wall rosaries are made from, most of them, I'm sorry, are made from felt balls. But the Our Fathers are all wood beads that look like the bread in that rosary. Well, I'm really curious, um, Allison. We're talking with Allison Seitz. She is the founder of Small Things Great Love. I'm really curious, and we're going to need to take a break here shortly, but I want to get asked this question right now. Did you have some type of conversion? Um, Jim and I, this is probably one of my favorite questions, but it always seems like people that we talk to here on Faith in Action really have had some type of encounter with, with Christ that really kind of catapulted them to ministry or to, you know, what you're doing right now. Did you have some type of experience like that, or were you just born this way? <laughs> <laughs> well, some people are, you know. Early version. 
Yeah, yeah. I had a bit of a reversion. So I was born and raised Catholic. Um, I was the youth group kid in high school. I went to college. I came home for Thanksgiving, and that's when my dad said I was leaving, that he was leaving my mom and our family. And we shortly found out that it was for another woman. So I went home not understanding God the Father's love because all of, at that time when I was catechized, it was, you understand God the Father's love from your father and on earth love. I'm so glad that we don't really necessarily use that line anymore. Um, but uh, so I was just like, well, God the Father doesn't love me because my father, it was just an 18-year-old who was unable to process the reality versus her perception of what actually was going on. And so I um, stepped away from the church for a bit. But I, um, and it was also a college. I was in college, and the school that I went to um, wasn't very dynamic. And so uh, I stayed for five years. So the summer between my fourth and fifth year, a friend of mine asked me, hey, do you want to go to this church? I'm going to check out this Methodist church. And I was like, sure, I'm not ready to go back to the Catholic church, but I probably need a little Jesus in my well, Jesus in my life. And it was there. I walked in, and they were singing a familiar song, Rich Mullins' Awesome God, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and it was such a huge part of my, my high school days, and it I almost had like a St. Paul conversion of heart where I said, oh, my gosh, okay, I need to come back. And the Lord used Our Lady to say, come back to me. I love you. And um, so I, uh, within days, went to confession and met with the youth minister at the local parish at our, near my college, and um, we talked, and I said, I recently had a conversion, I wanted to do youth ministry, and he's like, great, at the end of the lunch, he says, so how recent was your conversion back to the faith, and, faith? and I was like, four days ago. He goes, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll get back to you, and he did, and I knew it all in my, in my head, but it finally came back to my heart was able to reconcile my differences with God the Father, understanding, gosh, He loves me so much. And um, so from there, uh, yeah, that catapulted my ministry of giving uh, years of my life in service to um, living in in a home for homeless pregnant women, off to college, Catholic college students, and journeying with them. Then then to Indiana, where I did some more work with um, homeless pregnant women, and then to launch small things great love wow well uh we need to talk some more about this but we're, we're out of time for the first half we're going to take a quick break and we come back i heard that you had a bit of an upsurge on your wall rosaries during the covid pandemics when we come back we're going to talk about that so stay tuned for more faith in action alexa what's the weather forecast for today alexa what time is the colts game today Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Have you ever thought about joining the Catholic Church? Have you just wanted to explore the Catholic faith? All you need to do is call your local Catholic Church for more information. We are always happy to help you in your journey to discover and learn more about the Catholic faith. We have classes that are almost year-round, and the classes and information sessions do not involve making a commitment, and there is no pressure to join. Please call your local Catholic parish for more information today and start the journey of one day possibly becoming Catholic as well. God bless. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. 
Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are actually in the studio together. Yay, we're having a good time. And our, our guest is Allison Seitz. She is the ministry founder and business founder of Small Things Great Love. And um, why don't you go ahead and give us your, your website uh, while we're thinking about it right now? Sure. So um, my website is www.smallthingsgreat, G-R, the number eight, love.etsy.com. I'm in the process of actually making, having a website built, but um, that's where my shop is housed currently. Yeah, and we will actually um, put that website attached to the podcast of this show, too. So you can always go back to our webpage, go to podcast, find the show that we're talking about here with Allison, and then you can go there and, and get the website. So I had heard um, through the grapevine, I think we have a mutual friend that talked about you had had a big upsurge, I guess, in the wall rosaries and probably and maybe maybe more products in general um, during the shutdown pandemic. You want to talk a little bit about that? What happened? Sure. So um, I, the Holy Spirit happened. <laughs> um, I think people were home. And they were looking around, and they thought, how do I make a sanctuary at home? How do I, instead of making it so that we go someplace to worship, invite God into our home or back into our home or even more into our home? And so people were making, um, being intentional about creating prayer spaces so that their family could worship um, at home so that they um, were able to yeah, just kind of rekindle. One of the things that was on my heart was, Lord, allow us to emerge better Christians at the end of this. And um, I shared that on my social media, and it really resonated with a lot of people. And what does that look like? It doesn't necessarily mean that we have to buy more stuff, but it does talk about being more intentional with our time, being more intentional with our space. Um, so... I, last year, um, I think I sold near 200 wall rosaries, which is a lot, Yeah, and I was grateful for it. Um, I think during COVID, I sold twice as much of, than that in, in year-to-date. Um, and I'm only one person. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the one who's making them all. Yeah. Which was a gift to my family, a gift to our ministry, and also just um, a gift to know that people are, are praying and they're inviting the Lord in. You know, I'm I'm curious, you know, two two things that you said I want to f- kind of follow up on. One, I'm curious how long would I ask you two questions here? How how long does it take you to make one of those? And do you I know you have two boys, what, age four and two. Do they do they help and does your oh, husband sure. help? <laughs> or, or or do they detract? <laughs> yeah. In their own well, little Holy Spirit godly way, right? Exactly. Um my four year old calls them yogeries. Mama, I want to help you make yogeries. Mm. Um so they take, uh, there's a lot of prep work that goes into it. So probably after the prep work, because I have everything all partitioned out in bags, they take about uh, 15 to 20 minutes, probably closer to 20 minutes from start to, to, to end to make. Um, and um, my two-year-old loves beads, and he loves to see like a big, a big container of beads, and he likes to put his hands in them and, and swish them around, and he just likes the feeling of beads. Um, he also likes to push the container over. So we do everything in our power to make sure he is nowhere near the beads. Um, 
My four-year-old, uh, if I give him some small tasks, he likes to help me organize things. Um, I will give him string and let him make a rosary, and he works on counting to 10 because as a rosary maker, you count to 10 hundreds of times a day when you make rosaries. So it's a really great counting practice for my four-year-old. Now, uh, you had mentioned earlier that, um, and we had a little little conversation off air about, you know, the indestructibility of the rosaries, which um, I really appreciate because I I am really hard on rosaries. You know, if I'm praying the rosary, I, I have a tendency to break them. So I always look for ones that are more indestructible because, you know, you can take them in your purse, in your pocket, you have them, you know, all the time. And um, I don't know what that says about me. I'm hard on rosaries, maybe just as I pray it. But, um, yeah, so talk about that again, the, how they're indestructible. Sure. Because that's really, I, I think that's such a good thing. <laughs> well, thank you. When I, um, I wanted to make a quality product. I wanted to make sure that um, the products that I offer are, are around for a long time. And so the knotted rosaries are... Um, great, especially for kids, um, because they can pull on them, they can, and they don't have to, you don't have to worry about losing beads, you don't have to worry about um, them breaking, but also my beaded rosaries, I also use this very special, durable twine that's uh, three strands twisted, um, nylon twine, so it is strong, I make sure that all of my knots are really, really, really tight, and then I burn the ends to make them extra kind of melted in because um, it's important. It's important to me that I offer a good, strong product because I have these beautiful two little boys who <laughs> will break things, and I don't want to offer things that aren't going to last. <laughs> now, you talked about the uh, string or the twine that you make them with. Uh, what about the wooden beads? Do you have uh, various colors or various types of wood? Do you have oak and pine and mahogany that's a great question so i get um i work with a dealer who supports christians in the holy land to get olive wood beads and then the other um natural wood beads are made in america and up in maine and then the colorful wood beads of many of my um rosaries are a chinese cheese wood um and uh, sorry, Taiwanese cheese wood. And um, what I love about them is they're sustainable and they are naturally dyed and they're waxed. So as you pray on them, you will see the color fade a little bit. I love that. I love that I can see a rosary that I have prayed with that starts to fade just a little bit. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's fading because of my prayers. Um, and I love that. Well, tell us a little bit about your... Um devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And um, we see a lot of people, too, that I guess an observation that I've made, and I'm sure Jim has, is just a lot of people that are doing great things are really close to Mary. We just, just seems like we see that frequently. So talk about that a little bit and, and also how you enjoy promoting the sacramental life. We only have three minutes, so I just ask that big question, but just to give you an idea of the time. Sure. I have an amazing mom on earth. She is wonderful, so wonderful that she lives with us. We invited her to live with us. We're a multi-generational family. And so I, I can understand the love of Mary uh, very deeply because I look at my mom, and she's just such a beautiful example of that motherly love. Um, when I, It was hard for me to understand the love of God the Father and even as Christ. 
Um, I was able to turn to Mary. I love that Mary always points to to Christ, to Christ in all things. Uh, we see the wedding feast at Cana, do whatever he tells you. So um, I just love that. In promoting the sacramental life, I love when people ask me to make things for their baptisms, for their whatever, uh, sacraments, um, First Communions. It's just uh, another way that I'm able to share in the joy of the sacramental life. Yeah, it's it's and anyone and maybe some of these sacraments that have been delayed, you know, there's not too late to get a gift or or it could be an after the fact gift. Right. If you don't want to get out. So if people can do you ship to people or how do people get the product? I mean, talk a little bit about that. So if someone is maybe homebound, they want to get a rosary or they want to get a rosary for someone that's in another town. How do they do that? So go to my website. It's an online store. And you can order there. If you are local, just let me know when you're checking out. I've got actually quite a few families who are coming to pick up rosaries tomorrow for the First Communions that are happening on, on Saturday. So I pretty quick turnaround, especially if you let me know you're local and you want to come and pick it up. So, so what about how has this ministry um, evolved over time and how has it impacted your faith life? Or, I mean, has it, has it, has it enhanced it? I mean, I'm sure you have so many stories, but start start there with like how has it impacted your faith life well somebody told me once it really stuck with me you need to make sure you you talk to jesus and mary more than you talk about them talk to god more than you talk about god and i talk about god and i talk about jesus and i talk about mary a lot so it's increased my time in front of the blessed sacrament it's increased my time reading the word it's increased my time praying with the mysteries of the rosary um and it's, it's really transformed my trust. Um, God's timing is not my timing, and His ways are not our ways, but His ways are perfect. And so it really, I really worked hard to increase um, the trust that I have in the Lord that He will provide. And I think, it, I think anyone that's doing ministry, the thing that I always think about is, how much time do these people pray? Because, <laughs> you know, it's, it, really, it really comes out of that. It, it, that that's how it that's how it all happens, you know, I mean, and, and as you said, you know, it, it increased your trust. Would you say that that is really how it happens? It's really kind of prayer. I mean, do, do you have miracles frequently? I mean, do you notice them all the time? I'm just curious. You know, when you talk to him more often, it gives you the ears to hear him more often. And so I, I'm grateful that I'm able to uh, sit with him and hear Um I have seen God work in miracles in my life and in other people's lives through simple prayers, simple um, sharing the rosary with them. Allison Seitz, uh, ministry founder of Small Things Great Love. Uh, give us your website again real quick. www.smallthingsgreatgr8love.etsy.com. Thanks so much, Allison, for being our guest. God bless you. We'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see you on the radio, and we'll see you on your website. Beautiful. Thank you. You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please 
call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.